Hello, everyone. Whilst here in Victoria, we have been experiencing an Antarctic cold snap. It's anything but cold in the world of sport at the moment. And of course, in all our favorite codes, things are just heating up. See what I did there. So we are back at Common Man HQ and joining me by the Common Man fire with a stick and some jumbo-sized marshmallows from an Aldi Wednesday special. It's 40. Welcome, 40. Thanks, horse. Good to be here as usual. Now, before I ask you the next question, uh, I will also introduce our other co-host. And of course, whilst it is all snug and cozy in Common Man HQ, it is anything but harmonious for our number one West Coast Eagles supporter. So let's get him straight in as well. Friendy, welcome. Lads, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's good to be here. We'll go with good. <laughs> it's, it's good to be here. And you were here on time, but 40 was just a little bit he behind was. schedule today. 40, what was, what was going on? We, is, is everything okay? Well, I wasn't sure whether we were going to mention this. Uh, whether oh, look, we'll just this... briefly touch on it. Well, this weather, this is going to, you know, some would say that I would uh, epitomize the common man, but maybe this is going to be the one that now I've lost touch with the common man. Uh, for those who know, I do have a spa and uh, I was uh, just, uh, you know, today I sort of had to empty it and refill it, clean mm-hmm. it, all that sort of stuff. Yep. And uh, just that. before dinner, I was uh, it was still filling up. I had a little more to go. I thought I have, you know, chatting to my wife. And uh, completely forgot that the water was filling and uh, had a brain snap and gone, crap, run to the spa. And it was almost about to over, like water coming out sides and everything like that. So I was a bit frantic there for a little bit. So, so apologies, boys. I was a little late to um, to start this recording. But uh, Well, let me just jump in there for a moment uh, there, guys, because Ford, you've definitely 100% lost touch uh, to what it means to be a common man. No. No. <laughs> you have, because, I mean, this this spa that you have, is it's a magical experience. It lights up. You can have, I'm pretty sure it's purple, green, blue, whatever it is. Multicolor. You know, it's, it's, it's a fantastic, it was a great purchase, um, but it's certainly not a common man purchase. And I just wanted to point that out because our good mate, Horse, who, uh, when he brought his most recent house, um, it came with a spa, and he want you wanted to be so yeah. much. You wanted to epitomise the common man that you actually got rid of the spa. Is this right? Um, look, look, that is true. Um, I'll admit that that it did come with the offering of a spa. There was a spa already there, and the previous owner said, um, "Hey, do you want to do you want to join the elite? We can leave that spa for you if you want." And I said, "No, I'm a common man, so." Get that spa on the back of your semi-trailer and take it away, please. I'll just have an extra piece of deck there with no purpose for it. Got the barbecue on that deck where this where the spa could have been. Um. So yeah, no, that is true. What so, a waste. Well, thanks, let's just point out though that um, Freddy says uh, I've lost touch with the uh, common man, but he would certainly be my number one uh, member in terms of uh, outside this household uh, that uses it. So. Um, Ford, Let's just Ford, be uh, careful. Let's bygone be bygones, hey? Ford has uh, tried to get me to sign up to a, sub- a yearly subscription to use the spa. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a membership card. You fu- have to tap in and out down the side of the house to access the spa. Exactly. Got to pay for the electricity somehow. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Well, bubble, bubble, toil and trouble. Let's get back to talking sport on the double. Double. <laughs> 
this month in sport. And it is another this month in sport. So much has happened since last we met. One of our favorite sports to talk about and our favorite leagues, of course, is the NBA. So 40 is going to start us with some NBA chat. Since our last podcast, we had Marcus Smart, my boy, Defensive Player of the Year. He got it. He's deserved first guard to win it since Gary Payton. And uh, he was uh, lucky to have Gary Payton actually award the uh, Defensive Player of the Year to Marcus Smart, which was awesome. In a landslide, we had Tyler Hero win Sixth Man of the Year. That was certain. That was your dollar yeah, one. No one else. Correct. No one else even close uh, would have thought to, to him. And then... Um, there was a bit of controversy around the most improved player. We had Ja Morant win it. Mm. And uh, some would think, well, was he the most improved? He uh, is already a very good player. Uh, he's no, certainly the answer. <laughs> he certainly did improve a lot from not being an all-star to being an all-star starter. So there is certainly merit for him being most improved player. But maybe some other players that could have been certain, maybe better Options. Obviously, we had Jordan Poole coming from the G League to making a big impact on a playoff uh, potential championship contender with the Golden State Warriors. Well, and, on, uh, the all, he... on the All-Star grounds, 40, does that mean Andrew Wiggins? <laughs> he went from not being an All-Star to being an All-Star starter. And that's a good point you make, horse. And that's what we're here to discuss as the common man. <laughs> uh, but there was someone else too, wasn't it? Uh, obviously, DeJounte Murray. He, yeah. Um, he was another candidate, but I, I think um, King. I don't know what you think, Freddie. But I think Jordan Poole was probably probably the most strong other option if it yeah, wasn't to Jordan, be Jar or Desmond Bain was another I Jordan, one. I think you can't. The reason why Jar Morant shouldn't have been in the discussion is because he's a phenomenal player and has been for the last couple of years. Yes, he was even better than what he was last year, but. That's just what you are when you're a great player. You just keep improving when you're still this young. So he was always on that trajectory. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, but let's just jump straight to the semis, hey? Like, yeah, sounds good. What um, I think for you, the series that horse mm. is going to sort of stick out to you the most. Are you most interested um, in? I mean, there's oh, I'm there's on a the few wa- good ones. I'm on the Warriors there? bandwagon now. Now that I thought you'd say that. Now the Bulls are out. Back on the Warriors bandwagon. I want to see them do it all again. They're older. Wise heads, but they've got some young, exciting talent like Poole. Kaminga got his first start, becoming uh, the youngest starter in a playoff game for 50 years or something ridiculous yesterday as a 19-year-old. Um, yeah, I just find them exciting to watch. I like the threes. I'm a splash brother at mm. heart. So Jordan Poole, well, they're saying they're the splash trio now. It's not just the splash brothers. Yeah, it's, well, uh, that pool. Clay and Steph. I've read. I've read uh, about reports suggesting that the Warriors should be looking to move on Clay at the end of the season to make more room for Pool in the starting wow. lineup and maybe snag themselves a big man. Um, for example, they won't do that. No, they? They, no, they won't. Surely There's too not. much love for Anthony, Clay. Anthony Davis. That was Clay what. Thompson? That was what I heard. Davis Ooh. for Thompson and Wiseman. Imagine that. Maybe they'll maybe they'll get rid of Draymond as well. Lakers <laughs> Lakers win that trade by the length of the Flemington. I would have thought. I could see Draymond going to Lakers though. Imagine if they threw. In oh, I could see more playing for the Clippers. <laughs> I don't know. He just got more of that Clippers 
aggression. Kawhi vibe. PG. That that, yeah, that would yeah. that could, would be. Could you imagine if uh, Draymond Green and Pat Beverly played together? <laughs> yeah. Pat and, Beverly and Hayden Valentine. <laughs> Dean Dean Solomon. <laughs> I, um, and so Jack. What are Jack you boys? There actually has been a bit of controversy already with the uh, series between Golden State and Memphis with yes. um, obviously a bit of a dirty act from Dylan Brooks. Yep. Uh, that now, broke the code. It did break the code. And uh, Gary Payton's obviously got a fractured elbow when he's, um, I think he's out for the season or he's just, he's definitely out for the series. Yeah, definitely the, se- um, the series. And, uh, and then we had the recently, we had the interesting um, situation with uh, Jordan Poole grabbing Jamarant's knee. Gently and squeezing sure, it. That break. <laughs> right Apparently. at the end of the game. And I'm not sure if it's been confirmed or not, but it's uh, looking doubtful that Jar will be able to play game four, which is massive because yeah, Memphis need to win game four. Otherwise, it's pretty much nearly all over. Um, thoughts around those two controversial uh, situations? Well, the good thing for Memphis is... Like Jar's not their number one option. Stephen Adams is. We all know that. So um, <laughs> it's time for him to shine. Well, Desmond Bain, you know, he hasn't really showed up much yet in this series. No. Um, yeah, he, uh, he will certainly need to carry the load on offense. But yeah, we should uh, now Jordan Paul. They obviously haven't investigated that. No, further. they have. That, they they have, and he's been cleared. That. Well, I mean, that's what I mean. They've investigated, but it's not going to go. He's not going to be suspended oh, yeah. or anything like what happened with Dylan Brooks. Yes, no, no um, punishment. Think that's the right choice? Good yes. call, bad call? Good oh, call. Good call. Like, seriously, what, what did he think? He's got some, like, a Kung Fu Panda special skill. He can quickly manipulate a knee on purpose with the tiniest little squeeze of a kneecap. Like, it didn't. Mm. It, it just looked like he was like, didn't even know what he was doing. Like so exactly. innocuous. Friendy thoughts. Good call, back call. Uh, interesting call. I'll get back to your call. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen the footage call. Oh, okay, well, well that makes I, it hard. I'm gonna I'm gonna say, I don't know if it's a bad call, but I, I certainly think it was a bit of a dirty act from Jordan. Like, you know, Jar's obviously very athletic, and he could turn very suddenly if he's holding his knee. I just thought that was unnecessary. He didn't need to hold his knee. How is that helping him? You know, he knew what he was doing. Uh, I'm not sure that that was, uh, you know, done in the right spirit of the game. So, but whether he gets suspended, I don't know. So um, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, he's not getting suspended. No, he's not. I know that. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Now now Miami and Philly, this is an interesting series. Sorry. Can I just add one more thing as well? 40. Sorry to interrupt before we move on, because I found this funny was the quote from Taylor Jenkins, the, the coach who said, there's a really good chance Morant misses Monday's game versus the Warriors. The, the phrase, a really good chance sort of makes it seem like he wants him to miss. <laughs> yeah. Look, I think there's a really good chance he'll miss. <laughs> That's all I've got. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's really all about tone and stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Um, now I'd like to, uh, just Miami Philly. We haven't really given Miami a lot of airtime on our pod. And we won't now. I just think in regards to the East, any one of those four teams remaining could win it. I I agree horse. Any of those teams. 
Yeah. I, I, I don't know about Philly, but I, I certainly think Miami, Milwaukee, Boston, any of those teams, like it's exciting, whatever matchup that's going to be in the Eastern Conference, I think. Um, yeah. It's uh, going to be going to be another great series. So it's good. There's no sort of real, seems like it's going to probably, all series are going to go at least game six or yep. seven. So, and that's what we want to see, don't we? We want to see great competition and, um, I'm just uh, obviously all about the Boston Celtics right now. Come on. And and for Back us, to yours. having no skin in the game in the East, then, you know, it just means we can sit back and watch and enjoy. So, so Horse, you're obviously on uh, Golden State. Friendy, do you have yep. a team that you're sort of backing in now? Obviously, uh, the remaining teams, who, who's your sort of team that you're sort of, I suppose, barracking or, you know? You don't really I, have one. I would love to see uh, Udonis Haslam go out with a fourth championship ring. <laughs> so so this is this Miami is similar to your thing. You just you yep. want to follow a player, not a team. Uh, nah, look. If I'm really honest, <laughs> I really enjoy watching the Warriors at the moment. So it's uh yeah you you can't help but not enjoy watching them play um and and ford i'd actually love to see your celtics get up i love the combo of tatum and brown and if they can do it awesome you know what there's there's honestly and then there's the story so many teams even memphis um, hey memphis is exciting watch chris paul yeah love to see chris paul win his first championship you know totally yep so probably i just everywhere i don't care much for philly and probably the same with Dallas. I, yeah. I don't want to see Luca. Yeah, I, 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 Luca, I don't even. Yeah, he'll get his turn. Let's just let's just whinge about every single play, every single call. Let's yeah, just true. you know sook in the corner, uh, Luca. Luca, Luca, Luca. Well, look, horse. I reckon we've um, we've done a pretty comprehensive uh, wrap up of where things are currently in the playoffs. So until next have. time, I reckon next time it might be potentially uh, conference finals or. Maybe yeah. even finals. Who knows? And on that note, we're going to move across to the AFL. We're changing sports and codes for our second section in this month in sport. Now, we are eight rounds down in the AFL, and there is still one team undefeated. And the question is, who is going to stop the Demons? And are Frio now the real deal? Now, it has been reported today that Max Gorn suffered a knee injury on the weekend against the Saints, which Friendy will be rejoicing as it is the Eagles that the Demons face next. And, of course, they're already without Nick Nanui. Even well, with... Eagles are a massive chance now, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Even Sorry, with the, Friendy. the potential shot. of a gornless demon for a few weeks. Uh, I'm putting it out there to you, Forty, first of all. Is there a contender? And what do you think of Frio? Well, I didn't like the Frio beat our team cats on the uh, on our home turf horse, but mm. they're certainly impressive without their best player uh, in that five. But uh, I reckon Frio are a real chance. They're a real surprise package, but there always is a surprise package every year. Somehow yep. some team just seems to launch themselves up and whether it's a bit more of a favorable um fixture sure, or they've yeah. had some players healthy list all that sort of stuff uh development of some other players but look melbourne are the front runners um but freo look good carlton mm. i'd love to see carlton up there and brizzy are pretty strong as well pretty much current top four but 
Yeah, I thought Sydney would be a bit better, but they sort of dropped off a little bit of late, haven't they? Yeah, they have. They've had a few more losses in the last few weeks, and obviously Gold Coast last round was a big surprise at the SCG. You would have expected them to uh, get the chocolates there. They've dropped out of the top four. They've actually... I mean, it's meant that Geelong's currently sitting in fifth with a just a, a good past percentage. season. Yeah, they've got a good they've got a good percentage, and um, I think I think there's still daylight between the demons and everyone else. And I, mm. it, it is going to be interesting. Uh, Freo have in a few weeks they've got back to back games against the demons and the lions. Do you see anyone else outside of the pack we've mentioned, Friendy, making a run? Yeah, I I reckon there's Melbourne's the clear front runner, um, but there's two teams that I think on their day could could knock them off, and I think Brisbane are primed this year to do something because they've been there or thereabouts the last couple of yep. years. Yep, they have um, to do something, cool. don't they, Friendy? And and I Brisbane. don't think yeah, that's right. I think Fremantle Fremantle I think will finish top four because they got a pretty easy draw because they they haven't been that good the last couple of years. Yep, um, but they're. they're they're getting there. Like I think next year will be Frio's big run at it. Um, but I think Richmond are impressing me. I, I don't think we can throw away Richmond just yet. And they've been there. They've done it. They've been a very successful club over the last few years. Um, the the next Rioli up and coming, Maurice or Morris, which however you pronounce it. Um, and Tom Lynch is looking is very that, good, isn't he? Yes. yes. Like um, I, I think Richmond are the team that come the, the back end of the season with Dusty in our back. Mm-hmm. Um, they could actually still, they still have a little bit of that intimidating factor that, you know, m- maybe Melbourne crumbles on a day and Richmond get them. So um, I think what's your space on Richmond? Well, I mean, we all remember probably back in 2018 where after Richmond had won their first one in 2017, they were expected to go through and win again in 2018 come preliminary final and Mason mm-hmm. Cox stood up. So we know that there is no, uh, in the bag premiership until there's actually that final siren on that last day in September sounds. Sorry for all those cliches. So there <laughs> has, there has to be a contender there, and there's got to be someone else who well, plays 2008, in that Yeah. Geelong versus Hawthorne. Oh, let's Geelong should have won that. that. So I just thought I'd mention that. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> um, is it, is it pretty much the, you know, we're eight rounds in and you could already pretty much eliminate six or seven teams from any sort of contention of making finals. I would suggest the ladder currently, as it stands, the bottom six, and potentially even, I mean, Port Adelaide have made a bit of a late surge the last, they've got three wins on the trot. But, geez, Hawthorne obviously beat Geelong in the last five games, but other than that, they've been a bit ordinary and should have beaten Essendon on the weekend and well, couldn't get com- the chocolates. Who comes, 40, who comes out of the eight? Like the eight that it is right now, who comes mm. out? Yeah, well, potentially St Kilda. Yep. Um, they've, they've dropped a few recently. Drop. Well, you never know. Sydney, yeah. Like, I would have thought Sydney pretty strong. Surely they bounce back. But, I mean, Collingwood. You've got, you got some good teams outside the eight. Like, Port Adelaide are finally picking up picking up uh, from last year. Yeah. Surely the Bulldogs. They had a pretty shocking start. They had a pretty shocking start, didn't they, Port? Bulldogs. Oh, and five, there, yeah. Didn't they? Like, I, I think, to be honest, it's only the top 10 teams, as it stands on the ladder, that have any chance of making finals top 11 i reckon port you'd sneak port in there after the last three weeks yeah because they've got they've got a, a north melbourne this week and then uh then your boys the week after 
Yeah. It'd just be interesting to see whether those first five weeks, whether that'll come back to haunt them or mm. not. Um, well, Sydney but... did it a few years ago. Sydney lost their first six and finished fifth. Yep. yep. So we've talked about the top of the eight and who's going to challenge at the end. On the flip side, Friendy, it does appear it's a bit of a two-horse race for the wooden spoon at the moment mm. and between North <laughs> Melbourne and West Coast. So I'm asking you the question, would you be open to receiving the wooden spoon if it secures you, secures you the number one pick? Or is pride too much that you will prefer to be 17th and lose out on having the number one pick? Well, I'll answer this as simply as possible. We won't finish bottom. Um, we just won't. North Melbourne are horrendous. And the only reason why they beat us was because we had 48 players out and we basically played <laughs> our assistant coaches. Um <laughs> I don't think we'll finish bottom. And there is a bit of a pride thing. I don't think West Coast will want to finish bottom. And also, too, you know, history suggests very often the number one draft pick doesn't go on to be the best player of the draft. So, you know, as much as you get the first pick of every single player, sometimes it's not a bad thing finishing, you know, 15, 16, 17th and getting, you know, even pick three or four because they end up being generally sometimes the better picks in the draft. Um, it does mean that we can go after the top-rated uh, WA boy, which is a good thing because often they want to stay at home or whatever. Can we use pick one to somehow lure Luke Jackson back to the Eagles? I don't know. With maybe you might package. want to maybe you'd trade the first pick for something. Yeah. Well, but then we don't want uh, to give. Well. Imagine giving Melbourne the number one draft pick. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, that's not yeah. Bad. Uh, but I mean, you're right. Like it's not as crucial, like an NBA, like yeah, true. High draft pick, but in footy, it's there's a bit more room of margin. But what, friendy, like obviously, you know, tell us about Perth. You know, obviously, two team town. You know, the majority of people there, I would suggest, do go for West Coast Eagles. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. And uh, for a team, for a town like that, is so sport fanatic to have. They're West Coast Eagles on the bottom of the ladder. There wouldn't be any sort of, I suppose, the um, they would expect that they would be successful. And so would they actually tank? I don't think that would be no, in their nature to do. Definitely not. Um, you know, it's funny how you, you hear things. Like I've, I've just got back from Perth. I was there for over a week um, or there for the last week. And uh, you hear a lot of things and a lot of rumors go around and stuff. But um, it does sound like, you know, obviously they had those severe cultural issues back in the 05, 06, uh, Ben Cousins era. Yep, 92, not... 93, 94 as well. <laughs> and I'm not suggesting that it's anywhere to that extent, but it does sound like there are some cultural issues going on within the team. Um, I have heard some things about, you know, players not happy that some people have come in and they're getting paid a lot of money, AKA Tim, Tim Kelly. Kelly. Um, and, and he so hasn't I done think, a lot, has he? Tim no, and I think, it's, I think the pressure on that's just starting to build up and, and heat up and look for the most, you know, they are the richest club in the league, which a lot of people forget this often. They usually think it's Collingwood or someone like that, but West coast um, are the most profitable team in the AFL. And, the, the fans do expect a lot over in Western Australia um, when it comes to W when it comes to West coast and, and look as much as, you know, if you're in SA, if you're in Sydney, if you're in Queensland or Perth, you always go for one team and hate the other. 
But I, I do feel sorry for our arch rivals in Frio. Like, I think it is time that they they do win a flag. Um, and I think I'd like to see them win a flag before, you know, one of these expansion clubs do. Um, so, look, maybe it's just Frio's time and we'll get a few draft picks, lock them away, and then hopefully we can lure Luke Jackson back. But I think Luke Jackson grew up barracking for Frio, so I don't mm. think we've got a good chance of getting him back. <laughs> <laughs> but, look, I'm just looking forward to being uh, the first team to knock off Melbourne this week in Perth. Um, let's get it done. Um, to be honest, I was just happy that we lost by under 100 to Brisbane. That was a win for us. So, <laughs> In a few more weeks, we will reconvene and see. Was Friendy's prediction true? Did the West Coast topple the Ds? Highly doubtful. Extremely doubtful. Anyway, uh, and has there been someone who's now challenging the Demons for the crown as number one. A new the contender. That's it. That's it. The contender. Has a contender stepped up? <laughs> Thanks, Forty, with those words that I forgot. No and worries. I'm going to handball over to you, Friendy, now. We've gone from the NBA at the start all the way to a local basketball and some local basketballers in Australia. What have you got for us? Yeah, national look, sport. Uh, we don't usually bring up the, um, the National Basketball League here in Australia. And even... Further to that, we're actually going to be bringing up the National Basketball League uh, 1 or the Division 1. Yep. Um, and I thought we'd start off with, obviously, your favourite team horse, the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers. They actually somehow, oh, with a love me like the Jack, Jack Jumpers, jumpers uh, went through, you know, and made it to the grand final somehow, scraping into the mm. finals. Uh, they're playing the Sydney Kings, and it's currently 2-zip in a best-of-five series. Um, so Sydney Kings... Under the ownership of Andrew Bogart, they might, um, you know, get the chocolates this time round. Uh, but geez, I've got an angry. I don't know if you guys saw any footage of this, but uh, Chase Buford, their, their Sydney Kings head coach, who used to be an assistant coach at the Milwaukee Bucks, um, he is an angry coach. Like he got so angry. I've never seen a tantrum like it. Then he kicked the screen. It oh. broke. Like we're talking the LED screen. Like put a hole through it. And how's this 40 as someone who's a ref didn't get a tech or rejected nothing wow like you should go back and watch the footage it's it's a it's a three-year-old dummy spit did the referees just not see it yeah i don't know i don't know so nothing's happened from it i'm I don't know whether there's going to be a fine at some point, but it's uh yeah he's he's an angry guy and he's a young coach too he's only 33 um and yeah so anyway Watch this space on that, but I think Sydney Kings will get that one. Well done to the Jake Jumpers for uh, even making the grand final. Um, Freddie, Tasmania. Yeah, yep. I was going to say is now the the finals is the only series where it's a best of five, isn't it? Mm, yeah, that's it goes correct. best of three um, for the first final, and then best of best five. of three. That's really yeah. so. We only have semi-finals straight into the grand final. And that's that. Top four, boom. Yeah, yep. we're not pussyfooting around. Yeah, yep. but best of three, like really. It's yeah, geez, like you would have thought they would have done at least best of five for both series. Well, it's, yeah, yeah. Look, you would, you'd think they'd expand the league and that they'd have a eight, and then they could do best of three, best of five, best of seven. Oh, imagine that well, three rounds. Best of three is too short, though. I watch this space on yeah. that horse. They're looking at bringing in four new teams over the next couple of years. So watch this space. Yeah, um, I heard. And it's good to see. It's good to see Tasmania relevant again, which is nice. And actually, we've just come off talking about AFL, and I, I just thought about this just then. And I'll ask you boys. They were asking. They were saying during the week, does 
the Tasmania being successful in the NBL, does this actually help their AFL chances? Seeing all the crowds and the fact that they are successful already, will this help the AFL in Tasmania actually become a reality? Well, I mean, it's all relative, isn't it? Seeing all the crowds, like they had like 200 at the game. It was... (laughs) (laughs) Massive. It was huge for the NBL. That's quite a big crowd. That's huge for Tassie though. And Tassie. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was a sellout. sellout, I don't know what the stadium holds, but it was sold out. 200 apparently. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I just... Apologies, Tasmania. I'm rooting for you. I'd like to see you in the AFL. Hey, if we're going completely rogue, did you hear that Papua New Guinea have put in a bid to have the 18th license in the NRL? Uh, We've already got the Auckland Warriors in the NRL, which already makes a ridicule of the national rugby league because we're not one nation. And now they're thought to talking about getting a third country in there. Anyway, that was completely off topic. Back to you, friendy. We're talking NBL. <laughs> well, we'll move on. Uh, now we're going to the NBL one and uh, you guys may have heard of this person. Uh, she is the queen of basketball, Lauren Jackson. Oh. And uh, she has Hall made famer. She has made a return to basketball at the ripe old age of 40. In fact, she turns 41 this this coming Wednesday. And can I just throw out some of these stats for you? She's played four games. She's averaging 32 points per game, uh, just under 15 rebounds per game. And she's doing all that in 23 minutes of game time. And uh, she's just come off the weekend dropping 41 points, 13 rebounds in 22 minutes. Oh. She is playing against midgets, though. Now, look, now, Ford, I'm glad you brought that up. She is <laughs> playing in the second tier league. Now, yep. in each state, to give you, to give the listeners at home a bit of an idea of this, every state has their own NBL one. And each state's, you know, some states are a little bit stronger. So, by, by the rule of thumb, Victoria has the strongest NBL one league across men and women. And, you know, where she's playing NBL one East, which is kind of the Sydney region, like Canberra, Albury, Sydney. It's probably like your third tier NBL one, but it's still on the second tier level, if that made any sense. But anyway, she's doing, she's doing things that like no one in this league can do across all NBL one. And what I want to throw out to you boys is, and I know you've got some thoughts on this forward. I know she's 41, but is WNBL a chance for next season? And furthermore to that, national team and maybe even back to the WNBA. There's a lot of hype around her at the moment. Uh, look, I don't think WNBA. Like by the no. time she happened, <laughs> that'll be like 42, 43 years old. And um, uh, is it is it making the WNBL maybe a little bit of a mockery to have someone that old playing? I mean, I love Lauren Jackson. She's the our greatest Australian female basketball to ever play the game. Um, Hall of Famer. And, you know, obviously she's playing in a league at the moment where she's just towering over, you know, these young women. And I think she, you know, she would be dominating. But to play in the WNBL, maybe she could play just a, I think it's a, there's a big jump from NBL one in, in the league where she's playing in New South Wales to WNBL friendly. So look, I, I don't know whether she, look, does she want to even step up to the probably expectations of even all the training? She may not want to. 
Yep, well, potentially. And um, but she is also saying that she's never felt better because um, she she actually had all these knee injuries and hip injuries and all that sort of stuff. And and she actually puts it down to her recovery to medicinal marijuana has helped her recover from her knee injuries. Um, so there's a little you know, don't know what your thoughts are on that, fellas. But what she's saying is she's never felt better and she's got the hunger and she wants to see how far she can take this thing. She's just come off losing 18 kilos. So she's back in uh, match fitness uh, state. And there's no one in the league. um, In fact, there's no one across all leagues at the moment that are getting anywhere near her numbers in terms of stats. So Look, I understand what you're saying. If you put a 40-year-old in who hasn't played for five years back in the WNBL, it does look like a mockery. But if she's genuinely one of but does it? Because well, you know we're yeah. not talking we're not talking um, the WNBA. But if we were t- talking the NBA, I mean, she's considered one of the greatest of all time. Like yeah. Kareem was playing at the age of 43. Matombo was playing 42, 43. Vince Carter was playing at the age of 43. So it's not unheard of in basketball that you can have a longer career. And she's actually had time out to get her body better. So I don't find it completely ridiculous, this notion of her playing in the WNBL again. I mean, the hmm. WNBL has shown when we're not at the level of the WNBA and, you know, take um, old mate Liz out of the Opals and we were, we were not competing. We were nowhere near that stage yeah, on exactly. an international stage. So I don't, I don't think it's that ridiculous for her to be able to compete and play good minutes in the W. I just wonder about the jump. If she, Maybe it might be a little bit different if she was in Victoria playing in the NBL one women there, but just the jump that she's playing, absolutely putting phenomenal numbers. But but you're right, Horse. Maybe she could come off the bench yeah. and play a solid 10. Five, 10 minutes, 10, a half. Minutes, you know, like- and yeah, have an, imp- have an actual impact on the game. And, well, and also be coaching those younger players. Yes, correct. Next I mean, that's, generation. That's the like, most valuable stuff is the fact that she can give back while she's still playing. And we also have the... Um, the and draw well, crowds. She'll correct. probably, yep, you know, for people sure. want to see her play. Well, just on that, Albury Wodonga have sold out their last two games um, mm. for their women's matches as well as their men's, which, as you know, like, you know, it just doesn't happen like that. So she's In already NBA doing one. that. Mm. Yeah. And... Um, and, but there's also the World Cup coming up later this year. So they're talking about her at least training with the Australian women's team um, mm, and just seeing what happens because we don't have a six foot five monster. Like, so, because I mean, so Liz Cambage comes Cambridge out. Soon. Does Liz Cambage come out and then why not? replaces her? Why not? Or is this a well, conversation? <laughs> I will say this. <laughs> According yep. to uh, what's happened during the week around Liz mm. Cambridge and what's happened around the Olympic stuff, it does sound like that Liz will never play for the Opals again. Hundred um, percent. And so, and if you haven't caught up on that, on, on what's happened yeah, there, t- tell um, us a bit more about that, Friendy. Yeah. So obviously, she came out the just before the Olympics started. Um, there was a game against the Nigerian women's national team where there was a big on brawl and whatever. And, and what kind of came from that was Liz had done something which basically meant that she could not play in the Olympics. They had to let her go because it was, it was what she had done was, was not great. And so we didn't really know much of what had happened. We just felt like yep. maybe she had just started a fight and, and, and it went too far. She said she pulled out for mental health reasons. That's yes. right. So, but what's come out this week and being confirmed by um, the captain of the Opals was that she made a, uh, 
she said something to the the Nigerian team around along the lines of go back to your third world country, um, which obviously is a horrendous thing to say. Mm. Um, and and that was to the that, toned down radio friendly version. Correct. And and further to that, we actually have a Nigerian player playing for our national team who's now an Australian. Um, and so it adds a lot of complexity to it all. And then Bogut and Gaze, like Gaze was irate on the radio just uh, today or yesterday, just yeah. talking about it. Just it's, you can't, you can't move, like get on, like get it. You can't move forward. No, you can't move forward. And Andrew Bogut was, has been a massive critic um, yeah. of Liz, especially when that happened at, at the Olympics. He, he uh, certainly had a lot to say about it. Yeah. Well, she, and she came out and said that she's never had any support from yeah. the locals or the Australian team. And Gaze, who's been on the board for the national teams for a while, he's just he was ropeable about that because he, he goes, that's highly offensive because there's been every support she's needed, they've given it to her, and she's just kind of spat back in their face. And yeah. So yeah, I think it's disappointing done, though, isn't it? Yeah. Like she's been she's a phenomenal player. Oh, a beast. But she just yep. doesn't have a head. Obviously, this her head's not screwed on right, and and um she's by the sounds of it, can be quite a selfish, selfish player in person. And that's obviously now come at a detriment of her uh, playing at the Olympics. And even, I mean, I think the Opals have got a lot of work to do. Just probably yeah. repair to, their brand. Yep. Yep. And and also to be able to compete again and actually com- contend. I've learned that word yeah. today. Contend for a minute. <laughs> and, and to... to- I guess add some weight to the severity of it. The the captain of the Opals, Jenna O'Hay, who was speaking uh, on one of the ABC shows, was actually saying that she's had to, s- to seek out sport, a sports psychologist since mm. the Olympics because it it took so much. Yeah, for um, about six months, I heard she was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the toll it took on her was just too much that she had to actually get some help, which is and great. and has that's now retired from the Opals. Yes. Yes, and and mentioned that maybe that's one of the reasons why she, it brought on the retirement. Right. Yeah. Um. So it just shows you that it must have been quite a serious, um, a serious situation. And um. So anyway, uh, we love we love the Nigerian women's national team. Mm-hmm. You know, shout out to them while we're at, while we're at it. Um. We'll, we'll, we'll they're they're away. avid. They're actually avid listeners. Of- oh, I believe sure they, they are, are avid listeners. I'm sure yeah. They are. <laughs> I, we get a, they slide into our DMs a lot. Yes, get a, got a couple of emails. I'm not sure yep. if they're legit Nigerians, yep. but <laughs> <laughs> or just something about bank account details. But that's yeah, correct. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Thanks, Brendy, for taking us through the NBL, NBL one, and the Aussies on the national scene. I think we're going to leave it there for this month in sport. And now we are going to try something a little bit left of field. It's a, it's a new once off, potentially just a once off. I think it'll probably just be a once off segment, but that's okay. We try these things. It's called Pitcher Pick. So the premise behind Pitcher Pick is simple. We have actually at Common Man HQ been approached by the good people at Netflix. Isn't this true, Friendy? It is. 
And they've come to us. I'm not sure if you've heard, but in the last few weeks, there's been lots of reports about the demise of Netflix and what was once the leading streaming service in the world is now suffering at the hands of so many competitors. They've lost 200,000 uh, subscriptions in the first quarter of 2022. Their share prices went down by 35%. They've been shopping series left, right and centre. And so they've come to us and they want us to help revive Netflix. And they've said, boys, can you come up with some original content for us based on sports biopics? So we're going to go around the circle and it's a very simple exercise. We are going to suggest a sports person who needs to have a movie made about them, who is going to play them in that film and maybe what some of the, uh, the, the, the take, the, important scenes within the film might be. So I think what we'll do, I'm, I might pitch the first one to you guys so you get the vibe and then we'll go Friendy and Forty and see what you can come up with. Um, mm. Now mine, I've gone with something a little bit left of centre. It's a, it's a sports person who isn't really known on the international scene, but I just think there'd be lots of great stories that we could incorporate and get out there for the general public, the rest of the world to find out about the Harry Taylor story. And I think if we're going with Harry Taylor, there's two ways we could go. Yes, sure. We could go with a very dramatic, serious approach to it, or we could go the complete opposite. And I'm, I'm feeling more of a semi-pro approach to the Harry Taylor story. And so I'd like Will Ferrell to play the role oh, yes. of Harry Taylor. And there would be some great scenes that could really uh, dig into Will Ferrell's comic chops. I could imagine him um, turning up to training dressed in full military regalia, um, having cigars and cognac in the quarter time huddle. Um, and of course, who could forget the famous ham in the pocket scene, handing Josh Jenkins a bunch of ham before the game a few years ago. So I, I feel that there's a lot there that we could unpack with, with uh, Harry Taylor. What are your thoughts on Harry Taylor, guys? Do we pitch Harry Taylor? It would be an intriguing... Uh, would you make it... So is this a movie or is it a series? Is it like... Oh, like well, what are we going with? Actually, now that you mention it, I reckon we could go like a more of a sitcom-y type, 20 minutes an episode. Oh, um, yes. That, yes. That kind of vibe and go through the seasons and because he, I just feel like he's got a lot of idiosyncrasies, you know, how he had his dossier, how he'd study the, the tapes and he'd write his, his basically his like enemy report prior to <laughs> each game. I can imagine him wearing a helmet while he's watching the videos in the club, all the other players sort of just being so confused about him. Like, do you remember that time after the, um, the Hawthorne final after the siren when he just cut laps of the ground by himself while everyone else was celebrating <laughs> together. Like there is just so many it's, Harry moments. He's certainly an interesting cut. And, and even when he finished, uh, he's obviously retired from AFL. Yes. He, now, I'm not sure. He played, obviously, he went back to, back to his hometown, back to Perth. Yep. And he played in a local league of some sort. Was he playing for Northampton? Played full forward. Geraldton. Geraldton. Kicked, kicked a lot of goals. Now, we're talking, he 
kick some big bags of potentially like 15 17, goals, yep. 16, 17 goals. Like, and it didn't look like he really got out of second or third gear, no. even with that. He just, just classic Harry. He hasn't got out of third gear his whole career. Um, I mean, I don't wonder how many goals he kicked that year. I don't know if you have that information. Maybe that's a, uh, a fact check for later, horse. Oh, it, it very well could be. I think what I want to add to this uh, this little sitcom you got going on here, though, horse, is I would love to see like a lot of the same actors from Anchorman involved. Yep. Like Steve Carell could be Chris Scott. <laughs> wow. How yeah. so, Friendy? I would have thought the maybe Vince Vaughn or someone a bit more authoritative oh, for Chris. Vince oh. Vaughn would be a great Chris Scott. Hey, especially imagine, animated in the box, you know, Steve like Steve Carell could play Stevie J. <laughs> <laughs> I like that side of things. Paul Rudd as Paul Chapman. What yes. about Brian? Who's Brian? <laughs> I'm what Brian Taylor. Is that what no, you mean? Not that, that's you not know, Harry Taylor, isn't you know, Brian Taylor's son. Sex Panther, you know, six percent of time works every time. Oh, that yeah, guy. that's Paul. That's Paul Rudd. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> that, that's the person I just said before you said, What about Brian? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, good, good. All right, I'm just yeah. gonna be quiet now. No, no, that's okay. So, we're going more of a sitcom. <laughs> And maybe like maybe like some it. of the funny things in the in the club rooms before and after the games during the week, that type of vibe. It could yep. also it could also have a little Ted Lasso twist to it because I, Harry's got a good heart as Ooh, well. Yeah. Oh geez, I love Ted Lasso. I can't wait for season three. So good. So good. Friendy, I'm gonna hand over to you. What are you pitching us? Yeah, I was thinking there's a couple of names I've written down here, and I'll just go with the one that I've been thinking about for a little while now. And um uh like we haven't heard much of the great, uh, arguably the greatest tennis player of all time, Roger Federer. Mm. Um, and how cool would it be to actually see his life reenacted, um, you know, in, in behind the scenes stuff? Because I just think, talk about a great personality, someone who's gone from, you know, really angry younger player to being one of the greatest ever and does a lot off the court. Um, and I also thought to act Roger Federer is someone who's probably to, I mean, to put it in a nice way, he's doing it a bit rough at the moment and probably isn't getting a lot of opportunities. I would love to see Johnny Depp play Roger Federer. <laughs> Someone 20 years his senior. <laughs> I, I mean, he looks good for his age, though, and he's got the long I mean, hair okay. with the ponytail. I, and... I did put forward Will Ferrell for Harry Taylor, but... Yeah, I mean... Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. what, about, what about Hugh Jackman? Wouldn't he... Uh... He, he's got kind of that similar. You know, no, but I feel like Johnny Depp's got that European flavor to him. You know, okay, what, yeah, what about yeah. um, what about Mike Myers? I feel like he could do the Swedish <laughs> accent, the Swiss accent, Mike. sorry, very well. Yeah, but you need someone with like a skinny rig, like Roger Federer. You need someone with yeah. a very um, muscular right arm and a very skinny left arm. So what? A, what about Antonio Bederos? <laughs> well, he yes, he, yes. Well, I think he would be more Rafa Nadal. Yes, true. Yes. 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 Nailed it. That is great, sure. friend. I love that. <laughs> yep. yep. I, I already Netflix, I hope you're listening. Because I mean Antonio Bederos starring but, as Rafael Nadal. Could you imagine? Could you imagine not only for Netflix? Hugh Jackman could about, be Leighton. But think about this. Think about this, guys. Netflix, they're, they're a dying breed at the moment. And we, we yep. go, hey, Roger Federer, everyone loves him. Yep. And then we're going to be the reason why Johnny Depp revive, revises, revives his career, revives his career in acting 
by playing Roger Federer. I mean, tell me a better story than that. Mm. I'm just glad you didn't say Kevin Spacey because then I was I was going to say that. <laughs> I, I don't think we're reviving and, that and, career. And who would play? I was thinking about this too. Who would play Roger Federer's wife, um, Amber Heard? I feel like she'd be available. Oh, oh friendy. <laughs> we may as well have Kevin Spacey and playing his dad as well, if, if that's where we're headed. <laughs> I've got okay, another well, one, but Ford, go, you go. I've mate. got, I've got one. I've got one. All right. Okay. Now, I was to talk a bit about the great man, um, bless his soul, Shane Warne. Yep. Now we've had a Shane documentary, mm-hmm. but uh, do we do what? Do you, what do we call it again? Horse a, bi- a biopic. Biopic, and um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking uh, the person that would be maybe be able to best encapsulate the great man, Shane Warne. Mm. Maybe Chris Hemsworth as the new Thor, the overweight <laughs> Thor. Yeah, he's just a bit emotional. Yeah, there's just stuff going on. He's just trying to find out who he is. And uh, maybe, you know, he he smokes a bit, drinks a bit, and bowls a bit of leg spin. <laughs> what do you reckon? <laughs> Look, I could see Chris having a go at the role. Um I think there's a few options out there, but I do like Chris Hemsworth for sure. I as think his Thor, the Thor yeah, character. As yeah. in the Thor fat suit. I think that yeah. does certainly does have international appeal because a lot of people don't know who Warney is. Um, no, that would bring does him. Liz Hurley play Liz Hurley? <laughs> she could. Yeah. She could. <laughs> CGI younger, 10 years younger. Yeah. We, we don't do even a lot have to do animation. that because we, we, well, sorry. I retract that statement because we wouldn't do that for a, for a man. So, Liz Hurley, you can just be yourself. Um, anyway, there we go. That's me trying to be woke. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, so woke. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about, obviously, Eddie Perfect played him in the musical. So, I think, you know, he could be like the understudy if for some reason Hemsworth falls through. And I feel like Eric Banner could also have a go Reprising yeah. like the pointer, the pointer yep. haircut. Porter, porter. He could yep. have the he could have the mullet and play, you know, yep. Shane in the nineties. That so that sort or of thing. Der. Yep. Yeah. Porter. Yeah. There's a there's a left field one that I'd love to throw out to you is, is uh, Glenn mm. Robbins. Glenn Robbins playing Shane Warne. Oh okay. yeah, that's a not a bad op- um suggestion. The suggestion. Friend, no, I mean, I feel like English. I feel like the way he would portray the banter would be very funny. Yeah, that would be good. I like that um, suggestion. Or, or maybe I thought you were going to say Mick Malloy has sort of with Cracker Jack. Cracker he showed Jack, that, Cracker. He showed that he can do the googly, and he has that in the repertoire. And yep. Maybe he could have a crack as well. Well, maybe mm. he can play the role of Gatting. <laughs> he does look like more of a pudding. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That, that's that's fair. Now, Friendy, did you have one other left field or one other suggestion that you wanted to throw out there? Well, yeah, Netflix? look, the other one I was thinking of is more of a, an American flair. And, yep. uh, you know, Dennis Rodman. I feel like uh, a Netflix well, series yep. on De- Dennis Rodman, uh, played by Wesley Snipes, would go down a tree. <laughs> he certainly has the story. And there are certain elements to the story. Who would play Madonna? Um, Amber Heard. 
or uh, maybe Mark. Because we maybe, get her maybe... in on a multi-year deal. Is that what multi-movie <laughs> deal? I she reckon we get all of them. We'd she get her also... pretty cheap too. I reckon you could play Simone Warren as well. Um, what about Margot Robbie? Margot Robbie for uh, Madonna. Oh yeah, well then she could play Simone Warren. We just need well, to. True. Yep. Yes. Well, just because she's blonde. Yep. And Aussie. Oh, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> On that note, I actually think I had fun just yeah. put, putting the putting those ideas out. I might see what else we can pitch next time round if there's uh, anyone else oh, that needs our help. I also had Ash Barty played by Rebel Wilson. That was my my last one. But oh. um, you know. You really went to town on these ideas. You had a few for <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah, Freddie. Like, what's going on, mate? You... Mate, Netflix, this is actually a legitimate to call us up. Legitimate yeah. side hustle. Thanks for joining us for another episode. Who would have thought? We're already at the end. I'll just, you know, that stuff that I normally say at the start. Before we go, we do need to discuss the all-in cross code. So, are we all still keen for this? Forty, you're keen for it. Well, I'm um, as the um, you know undefeated champion. Absolutely. You want to defend your honour, Friendy? Correct. Well, there, there is no champion of a, a three-way um, cross code. I'm undefeated. I cross code at the end. I was like, still. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I Where am. Going look, I'm. I've, I have purposefully um, written the all-in cross code as opposed to the three-way cross code because <laughs> I don't want to Google that. But I think we go in with all-in cross code um, as as the way that we're going to pitch the, it from the now on. Approach. Yeah. You're all in, all right? Yeah. And you're, I was, either, you're either in or you're out. I was going to suggest that maybe some um, some people on the social media could write in and propose how it should work. How are we going to make this work before the next episode? So does that sound like a viable mm. uh, proposal there? You happy with that, 40? Yep, happy. Yep, suggest maybe who and uh, maybe even who you'd like to... Uh, who we should be of, arguing uh, yeah. 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 Love it. Well, <laughs> on that note, you can rest now or forever hold your peace. No, whatever whatever that saying is, we're going to move on. Thanks for joining us again for the, another episode of The Common Man, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Uh, look... <laughs> I'm worried that Golden Grills uh, won't get a get a get a look in with, uh, oh, no, with this potential will. new segment. It will. Golden Grills will. will be back. <laughs>